This is the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truths simple. Your hosts, Nick Burt and Aaron Apple. Hey, 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 Two Fish community. We are back for another episode of the Two Fish Podcast. We are happy you're joining us today. Uh, Nick and I are excited that uh, we got a website out there. We got uh, the Two Fish Podcast. Twofishpodcast.com, right? Yeah, so and it still isn't beta full, beta version because I didn't have time to work on it this week. I'm not going to lie, it was a busy week. So go check that out, understanding it's still in its baby stage. We will continue to develop that, but we are excited that we have our own website. It's official. It's official. So, And we're going to be getting some shirts up there, just some basic yep. shirts, probably black and white on the initial order form. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so you can get a shirt. We created a, a different shirt we might throw up there as yeah, well. I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited about that yeah, one. So, so yeah, we got some cool things coming for you guys. Uh, make sure you hit those like and share buttons. Uh, come check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you like those pages as well. Drop us a comment. Drop us an email. And thank you for all the people last week that congratulated Aaron for a happy birthday and put a five-star review on Apple. Thank you very much. We, Aaron... Really appreciates that birthday gift you did for us. Anyway, moving on this week, what are we doing? What are we talking about? We are diving into Joshua 4, and we're going for some remembrance and or building of monuments, if you will. Yes, you, as we'll get into later, are very good at this. I, not so much. So um, let's, I guess, get right into it. So our text here in Josh, we're going to be in Joshua 4. Um, We're not going to go verse by verse necessarily, but um, we're going to read through a section here to get kind of the base of what we're going to talk about this week. So for context here, Joshua and the children of Israel are finally leaving the wandering in the desert. They left Egypt. They end up disobeying God. They're wandering in the desert for 40 years. And finally, God says, okay, now it's time to move into the promised land. This is a, so they get to the Jordan River. And it's, om- it's similar to the Red Sea. It's overflowing. It's rushing. It is uncrossable. But God. You know that saying, but God? But God. Things are impossible unless you rely on God. And so God here said, hopefully you remember 40 years ago when I did this, but we're going to do it again. In our text here, Joshua 4, verse 1, when all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each tribe a man. And command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in a place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes, the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When the children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan and the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to people of Israel a memorial forever. So there you have it. There's the first section of uh, Joshua there. Again, they're crossing over the Jordan, similar to the Red Sea. The covenant goes in, which is God's presence in the, in the Old Testament. They walk on dry ground, 
and Joshua is commanded to tell by God to tell his tribe, pick up a stone, and I love how it says, and put it on his shoulder. You don't put a small stone on your shoulder. These are big rocks. Yeah. These are large rocks. And then when we get across, we're going to build a monument so that future generations see that monument and say, what does that mean to you? And then they can always point towards the things that God did for them in the past. So, Aaron, why do you think God felt the need to have them build this monument? And I don't want to understand it says monument. What does your version say? Memorial. Memorial. Okay. So they're going to build this memorial or a monument, not an idol. He says we're going to build a memorial, a monument that the children in the future are going to see and they're going to say, what is that? I can imagine a little kid is a little Israelite girl or boy, and they're going to run up with their grandpa, and they're going to say, Grandpa, what is that? Why are those stones stacked like that? And he's going to have this flashback of when he passed through the Jordan River, similar to his dad or grandpa passing through the Red Sea, and he's going to be able to remember the crazy, absolute, supernatural thing that God did that day, and he's going to be able to pass that on. I, I think the important thing there is the passing on, the remembering what God had did. Right. I, I think that is that is the importance of it. And so if we go back to the Red Sea, right? Did they, they didn't do this after the Red Sea, I don't believe. No, they did not. So, and this is just, what, one generation later or so? So they've kind of already forgot what God did back here. So maybe God's saying, you know what, you need to remember what I did here. You're... you. Fine, you're following me. You're like, but I'm gonna do this again for you. I'm gonna stop the flooded waters. Yeah, I'm gonna stop them. Cold turkey, dead in the water. <laughs> I'm just gonna dead, say dead in the dead water. In the water. Like, that doesn't make sense. But I'm gonna stop the flow of the river. Yeah, right where it's at. There's no more water coming from upstream. Long enough for you to cross. And when you get over there, you need to do something. So you stamp this in your mind. And you can come back to it, and and you can share the stories with the generations to come. You can say, hey, we built this memorial. This is what it meant to me. This was the miracle that happened. This is what God did for, for us so that we can pass this down to you. And it's something to look at. It's not just a memory that you have in your mind. A lot of times we have these memories in our mind of, oh, man, I remember when my grandma did this when I was a little kid, but it's just, it starts the older you get then, it starts to, that memory kind of fades. You forget details, you forget these things, but when you, maybe, actually sometimes when you smell something, you ever get that when you smell something, you're like, oh man, and it takes you right back to that moment when you first smelt it or when there was something going on and you smelt that, it takes you right back to that. I think that God was doing this with these rocks saying, when you see these rocks, you might forget about it, you might go on with your life, but when you come back and you walk over by the Jordan River here and you look up and you see these rocks, you're going to go right back to that moment where I did the impossible. God's saying, I did the impossible. I continue to do the impossible in your lives. I want you to remember that. I think it's important to remember that. Now, here's the thing where we talked about a couple of weeks ago about idols. We kind of touched on that with Matt. It's important to note that they he did not say, hey, we're going to erect an idol and you're going to come and worship this idol. And you're going to worship me by worshiping this idol for what I did for you. Right. This is this is a memorial to remember the crossing of the Jordan. 
it's not a memorial of God. It's not a memorial of Jesus. It was a memorial of the crossing of the Jordan River. Of what he did. Of what he did in that moment. Yeah. It's not not something to come and worship. Um, it's something to 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 go and look at and to remember what happened. So it's similar to like a, a gravestone. You're going to go to that gravestone and, and you're going to reflect on the memories of of that person or that uh, the family member there. It's so it's it's that. It's not something you're going to go to and you're going to you're going to go worship. It's probably somewhere you can go and you could pray or you could. Uh, definitely share the story of what God did in that in that moment, but it's not you're not going to go worship it. it. It should not become yeah. at that level. And I imagine that if the Israelites would have done that, I have no idea. But I can imagine that if the Israelites did that, there probably would have been a lightning strike, and that memorial would have come down. Because God says there shall be no other gods before me. There shall be no idols. You're not even going to worship what I did. You, I want you to worship me. How many times in our lives where we do something awesome and we continue to maybe put that up on an idol and God saying, no, 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 no. You did that through me. You need to thank me for what you were able to do. So that's the first place here in the Bible that we look to for, you know, taking, taking a second and remembering the things that God did in our lives. We're not sitting there. We're not idolizing that, but we're making sure that we remember the supernatural things that God does in our lives. Another place we can find this is in Genesis, Genesis chapter 9. Uh, we're going to start in verse number 8. In context here, this is where Noah has built the ark. God has flooded the earth because of this absolute, the absolute sin that has taken over the earth. He said, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm destroying the whole earth except for the one righteous man. The Bible literally says the one righteous man is Noah and his family and his sons, I'm going to take two of every animal, and we're going to put them on this big old boat. Now, mind you, it's never rained before on earth. This was a new concept. And somewhere it says, I think it says it mists. But rain was new, so Noah was completely made fun of. And sure enough, it happened, like God said, the earth was completely destroyed, except for Noah and his family. We'll pick up here in 9 verse 11, verse 8. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my new covenant with you and your offspring after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of earth with you. As many as come out of the ark, it is for every beast on the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be caught off by the waters of the flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I shall see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature. So there you go. God himself sets up a covenant, the rainbow. We we had to set up a memorial. God set up a memorial. So Nick and I have been, I guess we've been talking about this, and it, it is something I'm pretty, I guess I'm decent at. You're very good at. Um, But, you know, if you look at those two things, God even put a remembrance in for himself. Like, I got so mad at what 
all these people are doing that I flooded the whole earth and saved one family. I'm not going to do that again. I need to remember that I'm not going to do that. So he gave the rainbows. Joshua is leading the Israelites across the Jordan. Miracle happens. River stops flowing. God tells them, you need to build a memorial so you can remember this, so future generations can remember this, so all generations can remember this. You can bring them back to this spot, and you can tell them what I did for you. Why don't we do that now? In your own life, take a moment and and think about what God has done. Think about maybe a verse that has always just spoke to you and build a memorial wall. So in, in my house, in my closet, it's in my closet, I have, I don't know, probably three foot by four foot area um, that I'll put things that have just played out in my life that have been God moments. Um, I got a pair of boxing gloves hanging up that was from a, a weekend retreat that remind me that, you know, every day is a battle. Everything's going to be a little bit different. In the middle of the memorial wall, there's a a cross um, that was handmade with three nails in it. And on that cross, there's a, you know, a a bag with a stone in it that I wrote a word on. And at some point I get to, I I lost a slingshot, but I have a slingshot to go cast that stone the day that I feel like I've walked away from whatever I, I wrote on that stone. Like there's just, there's things on there to help me remember what God has done and what God is doing in my life. And every day I wake up, I go get dressed and I see this memorial wall. It's just a good remembrance of, of what God has done. And I think that's what the Israelites were called to do in this moment when they took the 12 stones, which each stone represented a different tribe, one from each of the tribes and I think it's a good thing for us to do. So, Nick, I got to ask, why do you have anything like that? Um, I I am not. I wish I I wish I would have kept. Aaron sent me a picture of this the other day, and I wish I would have thought to put it on Facebook here so that you guys could see it. He actually is very good at continuing to remember those things, putting those items where he can see them, where he can say, "Oh, I need to remember that." Um, I am not good at that. I'm very much, and maybe to a fault, but I'm very much, I'm not, I don't keep a lot of stuff as far as that kind of sentimental stuff. I'm not super sentimental. Um, and no, I, and sometimes I forget. And then when it does pop into my mind, I'm like, oh man, that's right. I do have a couple things. There's a couple specific letters that were written to me that I've kept. And one of them I'll pull out, and every once in a while when I'm feeling discouraged or something, I'll reread that, and it will make me feel like, okay, you know what? I'm not as discouraged about the situation going on because I remember a time um, when I was encouraged, and it just helps me remember those things. So maybe maybe for you it's even yourself writing in a journal or something, which I am horrible at. Um, I've tried that. It lasts about two days, and I said, ugh, I'm a horrible writer. But maybe it's rereading some journal entries that you had during a rough time in your life or when God brought you through something. Just taking a second to remember those moments that God did in your life. I think the the other thing I've heard um, somebody, uh, I think some women have done is built a prayer room. 
Yes, I know several men. I can't think of the the scripture, but there is scripture that says you need to go, you need to go to the room and close the door and have basically alone time with God and go into prayer, right? Yeah. And and I think that is a that is a great place that you could do this very thing. And but I think that is another. That's probably even a better way, really, is to have a prayer room and and you put those things in that prayer room, because uh, a lot of things on my on my wall have scripture in them and then i also have a three ring binder that has a lot of the some of the similarities in it and uh, letters or maybe some stuff i've wrote not so much a journal but just those things that help me remember like when you're when you're on the struggle bus and you're you're struggling to find god and open up the bible uh, opening the Bible should always be enough, but sometimes it doesn't feel like enough, right? Yeah, like yeah. you just can't put your finger on on whatever it is. Sometimes going back to those things, a memorial wall or like Josh was, like going back to this, whatever they built out of stone, going back to that can help you remember, you know what, I walked away from whatever that was back here. And I'm in a whole new place. I am moving forward. Maybe I'm in a valley here, but I know I'm going to come out of it because I came out of that one back here. Yeah. And here's the things God's done for me. Or here's the verses that really stuck out to me. And you're going to go back to those and it's going to help you move forward. Yeah. I think that's a great way to say it. Remember in those mountaintop highs, you know, you have those moments in your life where, God did something completely crazy. He met you where you were. You remember that. But then later in life, you are down. And you can look back on that. Set set a reminder, some kind of reminder to say, man, I remember that mountaintop high. God can get me through. Like you said, I love that. God can get me. God, look what God, where I was to where I am now. Uh, I imagine that as the dirty, dusty old people that were in the desert wandering around for 40 years, came out, and they ended up defeating Jericho. You continue to read on. They defeat Jericho by another supernatural thing that God did, by walking around walls. Who wins a battle like that? And then a year later, they look back at those stones and say, man, do you remember where we were? We were dusty people in the desert, wandering around for 40 years, and now we're in the promised land of milk and honey. Or Noah. Man, do you remember back when the world was just full of nothing but sin? And then it was destroyed. And looking up at a rainbow then and saying, oh, man. Which I think is a good, it's an excellent. Think about that next time you're driving. You see a rainbow. One of your kids is like, oh, look, a rainbow. Sometimes we don't even think about it anymore because we see them quite a bit. At least where we live, there's tons of rain, it feels like. But you look at a rainbow and you, man, do you ever think, man, I have a covenant with God that he is never going to destroy the whole earth again by flood. I have a covenant with God. Think about that. Like how, how serious. I think it has to be flood, does it? Is that how it read? No. It, Was it just flood? It's flood. Oh. Yeah. I, the Bible says he's going to destroy the earth again. Oh. It's just going to be a little hotter next time. But, <laughs> but I'm never going to destroy the whole earth again with a flood. Just remember that next time you see a rainbow. And then again, I think another monument that we can have in our lives that we can look back on and say, man, look what God did is obviously the cross. The cross where Jesus paid the ultimate price. 
his whole life. You can remember that. Sometimes we look at the cross and we think, oh, what a cute little thing. It was, a, it was made for thieves it and was, murderers. It was not a cute thing at all. It was, uh, I like to hear it described as the rugged cross. I think yeah. there's a, I think there's a song or a poem like that, the, the rug, this old rugged cross, yeah. right? Yep. Um, it's not, a, to me, it's not a beautiful piece of jewelry. It's not, uh, you know, a shiny, shiny cross with all kinds of fancy things going on. It's a, it's a beat up, ugly looking piece of lumber that yeah. a man hung on and, Saved us, basically. Yeah. So I think with this, New Testament really doesn't point to like a memorial wall. We have the cross. The cross is our our memorial, what Jesus did for us. That is, um, it's not just one cross, but it's whatever you want that cross to look like. You can can like the beautiful cross, right? I like the rugged cross. That speaks to me because I pictured Jesus on that. But my, my memorial wall and my house is similar to what is described in verse 21 through verse 24 in Joshua 4, um, as Nick described earlier, we built this so you can bring back your generations and and tell them this is what God did. Have that memorial wall so you can bring back your kids. Your kids can walk into your house and be like, "What? why you got this weird thing? Two of the things I have in my... Uh, memorial wall, two torches. And part of the reason I have those is I, I heard a guy talking, and he's like, you just, you got to be on fire for God. You got to have that flame just burning. And um, I came home after that talk, and, and I just happened to run across these antique torches. I believe they were my grandpa's. I'm like, man, that that is a good remembrance of what I believe was Brock that was talking about it just you got to have that flame for God you got to constantly be on fire for him and sometimes we let our our oil get really low right but we got filled up we got to fire it up and we got to keep going but you got to be able to bring that back you got to be able to share it with your kids like this is what God means to me and sometimes that's hard to do um, with just scripture like have have some additional things in in your Batman tool belts. We like to refer to it. Yeah, go the, back and way back in Armor of God episodes. Yeah, and and pull that out and be like, this is what God did for me in this moment. This oh. is how God spoke to me. Almost as an illustration of Scripture, as you're going through Scripture, say, ah, this is how I lived that way back when. I like how you said that because it's not just oh. Maybe the children happen to come across these random rocks, and they're like, what is that, Dad? Maybe it's you showing your kids. Look at that rock over there. I want to show you that rock. Or or next time you see a rainbow, point it out to your kids and say, look at that rainbow. That's our covenant with God still today. Like, it's you actively showing these things. Maybe that's another way to look at what God's trying to do here in Joshua or in Genesis with Noah point to those things not just oh they happen to open the attic and saw it in a big old tote and say grandma what is this about no i'm 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 showing you these things no i like that that that, i think that's what what we got to do to share the gospel it's easy to tell somebody well you need to open up your bible and read it 
But it's just as easy to show them some of these things in your life, especially your kids. Like, if you're excited about them, be excited about it. Take it to them and show them. Um, I li- I like your rainbow example. Like I I don't think I've ever I've ever thought of that. Like I read it and it's in Genesis and I'm like, well, that was in Genesis. Like that's not that's not the New Testament. Like yeah, but that still stands today. Yeah, right. It's Forever. still our covenant with God between us and God. That is His promise. I'm not going to flood you out. And I feel like that if you live in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That, I don't know why that random thought came to my mind, but and I guess I'm challenged by this too because I have the memorial wall, but I don't know that I've ever taken my daughter or my son down there. Now they've never asked, like, why is this here? Why, yeah. why is that? But at the same time, I've never taken them there and shown it to them yeah. and been like, hey, look, this is what God did in this moment. This is my This is my story in this moment. This is what God did for me. This is why I believe. I love it. Well, as we wrap this episode up, uh, we are going to have a post on Facebook with Aaron's wall of a memorial from his closet that he's got. If you have a picture of maybe a memorial that you have in your home that you can say, man, this is a moment I can look at and remember what God did in my life. Go over there and in the comments of that post, go ahead and post your picture of your memorial of what God's done in your life. And make sure you join us next week on the Two Fish Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you go out and join the Two Fish community on Facebook and Instagram. Also, hit those subscribe and follow buttons so you don't miss next week's episode of the Two Fish Podcast.